Welcome to FASD Family Life, the podcast for families by families, where we get real about raising children and youth with fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. I am your host, Robbie Seal, FASD educator, advocate, and mom of four children with FASD. I know the struggle is real, but so is success. I hope that sharing my experiences can help you feel that you're not alone and that there is hope for you and your child with FASD. Hey, do you want to support the work of FASD Family Life? It's easy. Pop over to buy me a coffee forward slash FASD Family Life to buy me a coffee for $5. You can find the link in the show notes and on my Facebook page. Well, here we are, my friends, episode 26 of FASD Family Life. The summer is over and the kids are back in school. I hope the transition has gone well for you and your family. I know this can be a very difficult time for some. I just wanted to let you know I had a lot of fun with my summer series, Talk to the Experts. I got to know and speak with so many wonderful people who have FASD. Their strength, tenacity, and grace buoyed my mother's heart as my husband and I raise our three teens with FASD. They gave me hope for better days ahead. These FASD advocates exemplify the statement, the struggle is real and so is success. I also had the privilege of speaking with and learning from other parents who are raising children with this invisible disability. Isn't it wonderful to meet other parents who understand our lived experience? And I have great news to share with you. FASD Family and Life podcast has surpassed 4,500 downloads since it launched in March 2021. Can you believe it? 4,500 downloads. And I regularly hear from listeners around the world, including Scotland, Australia, South Africa, the UK, Germany, Brazil, the US, and Canada. And I've missed speaking with you, my dear listener. So now that September is here and we are all settling into the school year and regular routines, I'm happy to pick up right where we left off in June. And this week, we will kick it off with an email that I received on September 8th from a listener. She writes, I've listened to several of your podcasts now after first hearing you interviewed on FASD Hope. I really love every episode I've heard so far. I'm the mom of three children, two of whom have FASD, and the third is also neurodiverse. I especially appreciate hearing your perspective on raising siblings with brain-based disabilities. One podcast that piqued my interest, you mentioned your strategy of separate for success. I would love to hear you talk more about this concept and how you implement it. My two boys are constantly triggering each other. And while it is our desire to be together as a family, sometimes it just seems separation is really helpful. However, when it seems like it might be most helpful, my boys don't want to or can't seem to separate. I'd love to hear how you use this with your own kids and how you got everyone on board with it in different circumstances. I love your positive perspective and encouraging words. You are really giving us listeners hope. Thank you so much, and I do hope you keep up the good work of your podcast. It is so encouraging and helpful to me. Well, thank you so much for writing to me. My goodness, what a kind email, and I appreciate the support. I know it's tough. Yes, separation for success is a golden nugget of wisdom that I learned from a parent that I met in a support group over 10 years ago, and it has been transformative in our home, and I'm sure it will be in yours too. 
Now, separation for success is not divide and conquer. No, no, it's a supportive accommodation for individuals with FASD. We also know that individuals with FASD have many strengths and unique abilities. We also know that because of damage to their developing brain and body from alcohol exposure before they were born, individuals with FASD require support in a variety of areas across the lifespan. Wherever possible, children with a history of prenatal alcohol exposure should be provided an early diagnosis, accommodations in every environment to optimize learning and development, early interventions in preschool, adapted learning environments, IEPs throughout the school years, accommodations for successful and sustained paid employment, advocacy if involved in criminal justice, and accommodations to enable access to mental health professionals, just to name a few. You know, I think of accommodations like bridges in that they enable people to cross over a danger or a hazard, and they are integral to success of an individual with FASD. The permanent brain damage from prenatal alcohol exposure is real, and it can result in poor decision-making, memory problems, impulsivity, slow cognitive pace, receptive and expressive language delays, sensory processing challenges, perseveration, concrete thinking, difficulty transitioning, and the inability to read social cues, dismaturity, difficulty abstracting, prioritizing, sequencing, and understanding cause and effect. So it doesn't take long to realize just how vulnerable this population is by the nature of the disability, let alone the influence of peers. And the adults with FASD I have spoken to all have told me that accommodations are key to their success, to their ability to have relationship with friends and family, to obtain an education, and to find employment and sustain it. Think with me for a moment what it must be like. Let me borrow from page 42 of Diane Melbourne's book, Trying Differently Rather Than Harder, and ask you, and I quote, consider the fit between the person and the environment. Think about the physical sensitivity, developmental age, cognitive and auditory processing speed, memory inconsistencies, and symptoms of fatigue. And then ask yourself, how does the person seem to experience the environment? Are they over or under sensitive to stimuli? End quote. There are many accommodations we can put in place to ease the symptoms of FASD. Some of them include structure, supervision, routine, visual reminders, a calm demeanor, an orderly space, slower pace, and concrete speech are all great places to start. But let's talk about another accommodation, separate for success. This is a great accommodation to reduce frustration that may emerge when an individual is tired, hungry, or is otherwise mentally challenged by the tasks at hand. It gives a person a quieter space so that they are more able to accomplish something that is difficult like transitions, chores, mealtimes, car rides, and many other things. I learned about this nugget of wisdom from another parent in a support group, and I thought it was golden when he first talked about it. And intrigued, I asked what it meant. It sounded really good, so I began to implement separation for success in my own family, and I saw immediate improvement. 
the first thing I did was I altered the kids' morning routine visual schedules so that they would be doing things at slightly different times and consequently they would not be in the kitchen having breakfast at the same time. This little tweak to our morning routine reduced the chaos and frustration tenfold. It's been more than 10 years on and we still have staggered entry in the kitchen in the morning and our kids have added another layer to the separation. They have their earbuds in and they listen to music while they're having breakfast. Music helps them regulate and reduces the irritation that they experience when others are making noise in the house. When the kids were little, my husband and I used to joke about designing partitions for a minivan to keep the kids from fighting with each other. Some days I just wanted to put them each in their own cardboard box just so they couldn't look at one another. You know, like an oven box, not a wee little apple box. We did eventually stumble upon some things that created a sense of separation for each child, even when all three were in the van at the same time. Things like designated seats. One child always sat on the back bench seat, while the other two sat in the captain's chairs with a space in between the seats. Along with the rule, keep your hands in your own car seat. Another layer of separation was to play a DVD in the van to keep them enthralled in a movie instead of checking to see if someone is looking at them. Now that they are teens, we need separation for success more than ever. We still have staggered morning routines and set times that each teen can be in the kitchen for breakfast. It works so well that they enforce that themselves. And we maintain separation for success in the van as well. Now it takes the form of the kids with their earbuds, each listening to their own music, while one rides in the front passenger seat, the other in the second row seat, and another in the third row seat. And God help you if they so much as look at each other. And more often than not, we opt to take two vehicles to keep the peace, especially if we'll be out in the evening, because we know our kids' capacity to handle stress and sensory input drops dramatically after 5 p.m., And so, separation for success reduces the friction for them. You know as well as I do that our kids come home hungry and tired after school. They are exhausted and edgy from trying to meet expectations, navigate social dynamics and social cues that are perplexing, regulating their emotions and keeping their anxiety in check, all while trying to attend to Mrs. Teacher, take notes, complete workbook pages, and cope with noisy, chaotic transitions every time the school bell rings. They need time alone to decompress from their day. It is not uncommon for kids in junior high and high school to need a nap after school in order to recover from their day. When my kids come home from school, one heads straight to the basement to play video games and the other two straight up to their rooms until dinner time. In fact, whenever we return home from an outing, church, or shopping, we send each kid to their room for some chill time. We all need to take time to unwind when we get home. Supper time has become a hot spot in our home as the kids have gotten older, so we have been experimenting with our separate for success strategy. Having kids eat in separate rooms, like in the kitchen or the dining room, and we've tried having them eating at different times. And just the other day, they told me they prefer eating at different times because it's less stressful. That works for us. We just make sure, my husband and I make sure that we're around with the kids so we can connect with them if they want to. 
Separation for success is a terrific accommodation to head off situations that we know are likely to cause sensory overload and big reactions. For instance, when one child is kicking walls and doors because they don't want to have a bath or go to bed, we can encourage the other two teens to go to the basement, to watch TV, or to continue reading. And because we know that some situations evoke these predictable reactions, we can provide this accommodation proactively. Church can be an overwhelming environment for people with FASD. Church is a unique social setting with a cacophony of sights, sounds, smells, and loads of people they don't know very well. Not to mention the unspoken code of expected behaviors and social graces, which often elude our kids. Like the time my daughter dropped an F-bomb in front of the pastor. Yeah, that was fun. Our children need separate spaces here too. They may need to sit away from the crowd of people. They may need earbuds or other hearing protection from loud worship music. They may need a quiet space to set aside in their Sunday school room so they can retreat when it all just becomes too much. Providing separation for success is helpful to reduce the stress of the individual with FASD, which in turn reduces friction between family members, reduces hurt feelings, and long-lasting damage to relationships. Over time, our children with FASD come to understand what accommodations they need in order to be successful and will advocate for it themselves when they ask if they can go eat dinner in another room or if they can borrow your earbuds so they can listen to music while riding in the car. Support them. They know what they need. If your children enjoy playing together, let them do that. Maintain supervision even if only by the occasional walk past and keeping an ear open to the sounds of play and that inevitable shift in emotional regulation. That way you'll be ready and able to praise their efforts at cooperation as well as intervening and preventing those undesirable behaviors. However, if you have noticed a pattern of play that devolves into disruptive behavior and angry outbursts, then you may want to set a limit on the amount of playtime. Keep in mind, it's always better to end an activity while the child is still enjoying themselves. So you can do that by setting out clear expectations ahead of time, and then use timers if they don't cause anxiety. Use timers and verbal reminders to help your child prepare for the transition from playtime together to time on their own. I know it's not how you or I were raised, but so what? These are our kids, and they have different challenges and different needs. And it's our responsibility to adapt responsively so that they are enabled to do and be the very best they can be. Well, here we are, my friends, at the end of another episode. I hope you have found it helpful and hopeful. You can subscribe so that you never miss an episode. New episodes are released every Friday. I call it FASD Friday. And you can share FASD Family Life Podcast on your social media and with others in your network of friends and family as well as your child's teacher so that we can all learn and grow together in our understanding of fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. And I would love to hear from you. Do you have a question that you'd like me to address on the show? What's your biggest struggle? Email the show at fasdfamilylife at gmail.com or message me on Facebook and I will do my best to address it via email and on the show so we can all learn and grow together. 
Thank you for sharing your time with me. I know it's precious. And until next week, remember, the struggle is real, but so is success. I'll talk with you soon.